0: So as you've been entering the room, you've been seeing this quite maybe odd photo if you've read the subject that I'm interested in, because I'm interested in sustainability in digital technologies, specifically software. This is very much a material photo, but it makes sense, I promise. Uh, For all these groceries are a common denominator. Labels. Labels sort of signify when products or services are sustainable. They guide us as consumers in our personal consumption. They're useful in this governing aspect uh, because they're visible and they're visible in the way that when we buy something with such a label, we instantly know it's sustainable. In one way or another, we know it's sustainable. Yet they are somehow obscure, meaning that, for me at least, most of these labels I'm not really confident in saying that the processes or standards or parameters within that define sustainability, within the bounds of this label, what they are. So sustainability in and of itself is, is not a naturally occurring phenomenon. It's something that we define and design. Those were consumer products. What I'm interested in is, is the digital product, specifically software in this instance. And uh, I would say that the interesting part in terms of software is that we have no equivalent labeling or otherwise to guide private companies or public sector organizations in buying software. And uh, this leads me to the next question because I looked at sustainable software in the public sector. And why is it even interesting to to investigate within this niche? Well, the Danish public sector is quite well-known for its degree of digitalization. We are very digital. We use it to support many functions and services within that sector. So there's a continuous demand to buy software and replace existing software. Uh, Estimates of uh, greenhouse gas emissions from 2021 puts uh, digitalization and the associated hardware Uh, somewhere in between 1.8 to 3.9 of the total greenhouse gas emissions globally. So that's quite a large scale. And to sort of exemplify it, I brought this graph that shows energy consumption of servers and data centers, which is on the rise. And be aware that this is a technology that's, of course, being uh, continuously developed and has become more efficient over time as well. So we have the scale aspect there. So we can say that digitalization is somehow associated with CO2 emissions. How can we address it when we buy our software? That's what we'll be talking about. It's a large subject, so I've had to sort of delimit my, my scope a bit uh, into a technology aspect, which means uh, leaving you with a conceptual understanding of how software can be sustainable, and a governance aspect, uh, trying to show some of you some of the challenges, governance challenges that we have in integrating sustainability into buying software. We decide the standard for for sustainability, milk, vehicles and software. Never mind the product, it's up to us to define. In this case, it's software. You can usually break a product down into phases. You can look at production. Production of software is in and of itself not a very energy consuming process. Neither is disposal. What's uh, very resource intensive is operational or, or use of software. And I sort of found in my thesis that a common understanding is that electrical consumption is something that we need to look at. And this is the parameter that we'll be looking at today as one aspect that could define software as being sustainable. So it's intuitive. I'm guessing that some of you kind of thought about well what could sustainable software be and you were thinking okay maybe the amount of energy it uses and that would be correct but it's not a simple one it's very very integrated and i'll just briefly show you this figure here which shows some causal links between uh, some causal links that have effect on the energy consumption of uh, that, that software has and this is, this is a lot of dependencies here. And we can even look beyond this figure and say, well, what kind of, of power is actually being used to power the data centers or the electricity used at our on-site uh, servers, which is beyond this model? So with a lot of dependencies, it's difficult to produce something simple as a label. So we need to simplify and we need to make it digestible. And I would say that one interesting aspect that I found to be quite well-developed is the remote capacity aspect. And remote capacity refers to a hardware layer that we commonly know as data centers. This is where your data is stored, where you do your remote computing, as opposed to local capacity, which would be your uh, computer or your telephone. Uh, So the question then after this conclusion that the technology can support a definition of sustainable software. But the question then becomes, or the question that I asked myself, why aren't we doing it? There are barriers. Uh, Public procurement, for those of you that are familiar, is not a very straightforward process. It's quite difficult, actually. So I looked at the governance challenges that are apparent, or at least some of the governance challenges. And first of all, uh, in terms of buying software in the public sector, you need to know what you can require in terms of sustainability. You need to have this definition that a labeling could provide, and this does not exist. So there's not a very, there's not a very well-developed understanding of, of what sustainable software could be and how we can, how we can quantify it. Um, and When you buy in the public sector software above a certain price threshold, the EU steps in and says, we have some legislation here. We'll control a large part of what you do. And this is very complex legislation. And this is something that's very difficult to navigate when you focus on sustainability. So price in the public sector. When the public sector buys software, they want to buy the cheapest possible highest quality available. When you buy software, you define the quality parameters. Already now in the current, uh, when we buy software currently in the public sector, it's complex. And with complexity comes a risk of increased cost. So the fear that I found is that when you introduce sustainability into that equation, more complexity uh, is brought in and that uh, kind of provokes a fear of increased uh, prices, which is a, a fair uh, aversion to have in the public sector. They need to take care of our our money but we really need a prior case because all of this is something that I found to be barriers, but really we have no one 's done it before, not in Denmark, not in the EU so we really have no sort of uh, premise or precedent set for how to do it. I brought this here. I'm guessing some of you may be familiar with the reference here. This is, to, uh, this is a model for how to approach sustainability. The wait, 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 wait. Technology has a development intervene. I'm not a fan of that model here in this instance, at least, or in any instance. Uh, I think that specifically for this field, it's important to be proactive meaning that uh, we need to do something to develop this field. Innovation doesn't, in this case at least, I would state that innovation doesn't happen uh, radically. It doesn't, it's not a big boom and everything's solved. We need to have a continuous or incremental way of working with these issues. And uh, creating a practical foundation goes back to the no prior case, meaning that We need to create some knowledge of this and uh, do it in small steps that is digestible. And lastly, I would say that if we are to make these prior cases, we should maybe be looking at pilot studies or proof of concepts and the like, but no one has really been assigned that responsibility in the public sector, meaning that no one can facilitate this change. And to me, at least, it seems that we need someone central... Uh, to facilitate this change. And when we buy software, at some point, we need someone to monitor it so we know that the requirements that we make actually have an impact on the greenhouse gas emissions that software can produce. Yeah. So for anyone who's interested in this subject, this is just a snippet of what I've been working with. For anyone who's interested in it, I would love to chat with any one of you. Um, And lastly, I would just say uh, thank you for your time.